are infinite. Let's do this! Come on! Mounting! It's too damn hot for a penguin to be just walking. All right, I'm struggling this morning with buttons and Jeez. technical difficulties. And you have one job. That was the second time we start. Yeah, the, the buttons look the same because they're the same colours. So uh, That was green, though. Is it meant to be green? It's meant to be red. Red means we're oh, recording, yeah, yeah, yeah. so we're good to go. So this is an absolute shambles. <coughs> well, I mean, maybe this is where we start. We're 11 episodes into the podcast where we thought it would be... We still haven't quite nailed it. We still haven't quite nailed it. But this is the thing, right? Hey, this whoa, whoa, whoa. Speak, this is, speak for yourselves. <laughs> this is learning a new skill. It's just practice. You're gonna have times you're where gonna, you fuck it up. You're gonna you're fuck gonna, it up. Yeah. So, how uh, how We're have we found? We're gonna be here for hours, aren't we? How have we found the last <laughs> couple of uh, couple of months worth of podcasting, lads? My episodes have been really good. You two uh, <laughs> need some work. Oh, I've had some elite guests and we've had some elite conversations. Well, that's it. We're a uh, we're a product of our guests, really. So the the less episodes we can have of us talking shit, the better. So clearly struggling this week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, these kind of episodes, I think, is something that I want to build into being a every four or five a week part of it. And for those watching and listening at home, if you enjoy these chats, once we get our shit sorted at the start, let, cr- uh, let us know. Once, once you I get, get your shit sorted. sorted, yeah. Yeah, I'll take full responsibility for that because I, <laughs> I press the wrong button. Um, but I think these ones are important and then we, uh, you know, we build out the, the other weeks with good people doing good things, brilliant, wonderful members of our community. And I guess the aim of this one is to test the waters with uh, three people on the podcast because this would be a first outside of the Fusion podcast that we had earlier in the year. Yep. So we'd like, we'd like to explore getting a few more guests on the podcast, how it's going to work, the logistics of it. So this is just a little bit of a dabble, dip the dough in, dip the toe in the water. And dip the dough in. <laughs> the yeah. dough. And, and, um, <laughs> get this bread. I think the plan was just to talk talk about what's been happening and talk about how things are going and talk a bit of rubbish, but we've uh, the Virtus family has come in strong with bulk questions, uh, which we've got a fair few of them to record, so we will uh, we'll play those questions as we go. But for the first three months, first uh, 11 episodes or so that we're up to, what's been your favourite moment of, of the Rebirth of the podcast. For mine, just being on a podcast. Like <laughs> I never thought I'd be uh, interesting enough or have enough cool shit to say to be on a podcast. So it's uh, pretty cool to sort of sit back and just put your thoughts and your words out into the world and uh, whoever wants to hear them can sit back and wrap their ears around them. So it's been pretty cool. And then you're on the gym floor and people are coming up to you saying, oh, I liked your podcast. And It's good stuff. Yeah. Bit of a dopamine hit. That's what you've liked. Yeah, we're right. nothing wrong. It's with like that. a double tap. It just takes dopamine. an hour and some editing yeah. to, to get it going. Really we, we just crave more. Uh, I have enjoyed just sitting down with people. I've only done, I've done three people who I don't really get to have that conversation with outside of sitting down in a podcast. So yeah, I've always found that's the best part of podcasting is just when was the last time you sat down in front of someone for an hour and I just had a conversation about them and what they're doing and things like that and it doesn't happen in day-to-day life so you know it so it is a bit sad that we have to do it in this format but it's also a, a you know i'm grateful that we have a format like this to be able to have these conversations um but that's not my favorite part my favorite part is that our podcast is 11 episodes in and i think i've only done three or four of them so finally the <laughs> best part the best part We've is made him redundant is uh exactly exactly the best part is when i get to listen to our podcast as a punter um like i whacked um, yours and Ali's episode up on the on the big screen uh, on Monday morning and got to listen to it. I didn't have to edit it because Beck did it. Get around her. Shout out. Shout hey out. Regret. Um, Good job, Chucky. Didn't do Good the job, didn't do the summary <laughs> and didn't schedule the uh, the pod bean episode, but we're working on it. I did notice that, but I didn't want to bring it up. So I fixed it. Um, <laughs> we're going to crash course um, to be able to do that and listen to it without having had anything to do with the production of it or the the recording or anything was was phenomenal and um, you know I guess being a being a host sometimes and being a participant in the podcast you you've, you would experience it differently when you rewatch it or re-listen to it so so that's been brilliant so I'm, I'm looking forward to more of that do you, do you listen to your own podcasts no nah. no I I watched mine and Ed's um, partly was because I wanted to uh, identify some which areas were were valuable, so that we could you know make some more content around that those particular parts. But um, I don't know over over the years I've done a lot, and I used to listen back to them every week. I kind of get excited for it now. I like waiting three or four weeks and then listening to it because you kind of 
oh, I should I should I should have said that or you kind of go oh I was pretty switched on to that that day because I wouldn't have thought of that then or you know it, it's an interesting it's a whole different experience for me it's like I was there, <laughs> I was I've, there. I've already listened to it yeah but you like it's important reading like there's some books you'd need to read a couple of times till you till it sinks in and there's yeah. some questions or some advice like some of the things Ali said the other day it was just I think there's immense value in touching back on it and, and re-listening and anyway, yeah that's yeah. different I might go back to it in like six nine months but not mm. in the next yeah. month I'm not going to go back and listen to it because yeah I had the conversation so yeah I think early, I think early on for for you and your development would probably help I, I, I did listen to my first one or two good get around you um what are we most excited for for the podcast over the next couple of months? Who is it? Is there a guest? Is there a particular episode? Is there something you want to do? Because I guess the plan would be like a 25, 30 episode season, have a week or two to chill out and then get back into season four. Let launch, let the dogs out. Um, <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> do you like that one, Mitchell? Every, every now <laughs> and again, the Hamilton comes out and it's phenomenal. Just the guests. Just a broad range of guests. Want, who do you want to have? Who's your, who's your top two that you're looking forward to interviewing? Darren Murr. You don't have to have asked them. Darren Murr, yeah. Me and you are going to do Darren Murr. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do him good. <laughs> I never want to hear that in my ears again. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd like to get my coach, Alexander Sandalis, on. I mean, if you fascinating man to talk to. Get him on. Mitchell? Yeah. I don't think I have any specifics because I haven't really thought of it, to be honest. Uh which I enjoy just chat? taking the people what? that don't want to be on the podcast. Why do you hate the Virtus? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, it's <laughs> like I don't I, – I enjoy having conversations with people, but I don't necessarily, f- like, need to do it, like, in a podcast way. Like, the three that I've had on the podcast, two probably didn't want to do it in the first place, and Ali was fantastic. So, for Indian Jazz's episodes, like, I really enjoy that because you see them kind of bring their walls down, and I don't normally get to have that conversation. So, I don't know if there's – anyone that comes to the front of mind for either of you two in that space. But for me, um, yeah, I haven't really thought of it, to be honest. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I actually, we do yeah, that, that, we do need to get yeah. the Speak Share boys on. Um, Laff is just sitting there shaking his hoodie. So we'll, we'll do that at some point. Um, you really should have videoed that part to send to him. But anyway, um, but yeah, there are a few people in our community. And, and I'm actually, and I, I, I was wondering whether this was just a cop out because I'm doing people I'm comfortable with. But I want to re-interview some of the people that, that were really pivotal in when I first started the podcast in like 2017, um, like the Sam Kecks of the world and um, Andy Vanderbeek and those kind of people who are um, really important, much loved parts of our community and people in the community who, who you know, what they were doing and where they're at, Snakehole Boys, um, what they were doing, where they were at, what are we, five years ago has changed so much. Um, but I think a lot of the, the lessons and the learning and the growth areas would be, you know, they're cognitive from what they were talking about then. So I think that would be fascinating. But ultimately, it's just nice to, nice to be here. Nice to be here with you two yeah. on, the, on the double couch. I like I feel it. feel very, very far away over here. It's kind of comfy there. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll work out exactly what our setup looks like with three people um, and we'll kind of build that into it. But... Um, and I guess the main thing, main focus for this episode is going to be having a chat, going through some uh, some questions from the Virtus family. I haven't seen um, these questions either. Well, Didn't look yesterday on purpose. Because <laughs> what you see is what you're going to yeah. get. Going shock, yeah, shock me, right? So, shock me. <laughs> raw dogging. Raw dogging, yeah. Shout out to our boss. <laughs> Shout out. Fuck it up. Um, well, speaking of raw dogging, let's go with Paul's question to start off with. You ready? <laughs> is that because you just had a kid? Not what I was thinking at all, no. <laughs> so this is a, a question... Actually, I don't need a... He explains it Yo, really what's well. up, pretzel head? So, with the programming, I was just curious if you're still doing things the same way now as what you were doing back in the day when we were doing your um, program that Matt turned us into beasts. Like, to say, for example, you would um, start us off with a warm-up, get the limbs moving, get a bit of movement, and then get, get us onto some explosive exercises, get the CNS working, and then warm up into some heavy lifting and you might do two sets and then and then you jump into your working sets and then you know all your accessories and then some conditioning like are you still following that format and what's the idea behind it and do you do um do you have other sort of structures that you follow and why like i really want to do plyometrics and stuff i just that's the sort of shit i like doing when you were coaching but i don't know where they sit within uh, a standard session so yeah that's what i mean brah Anyway, love you, son. Speak to you soon. 
I thought you said he, he explained it well. Oh, I thought he waffled. Very, I thought he did. He waffled a little bit. But. Very loaded question. And two, I like I like the addition of the voice bites. Very professional. On yeah, the you podcast. like it. Yeah, yeah, good. It's so good. maybe that becomes a part of part of our potties that we get. Yeah, you know, our first family to ask some questions. Um, I guess, I mean, I'll answer the seventeen questions that are always part of that question, and then you two can kind of do your little bits and pieces. But um, in a nutshell, you know. Paul and uh, Porky and Jesse were two people I used to train early on and would basically just try shit with. Um, so a lot of our, a lot of my uh, coaching philosophies, and especially around programming, were based off um, you know just throwing shit at a wall and seeing what stuck with them, and then you know using what I was learning at uni and learning what I was learning coaching and internships, and just trying with them and seeing what worked. And um, in a nutshell, the answer is yes. I'm still using a pretty similar structure, right? We got movement prep into some sort of CNS priming in, or like or or technique technique uh, technical technique work um, into a main lift into some supplementary lift into accessory and then maybe some conditioning at the end but the obvious caveat to any programming discussion is it depends on where the person is and what depends on where they're going um, counter question if Paul came to train you tomorrow would this would you follow the same structure that's what he's asking it depends. <laughs> For him right now. <laughs> For him right now, it depends exactly on what he wants to achieve and he, uh, exactly where he's at, right? So if he mentioned he loves plyometrics, so in terms of where that fits, that, that would usually fit in the earlier stages of a program when he's fresh and when he's, when he's not fatigued and when he's um, you know, moving well, which obviously you know, as we lift heavy, as we add volume, as we create, cultivate fatigue in a session, the quality that he would elicit in a, in a plyometric would decrease as that goes. So, um, yeah, it's... Can I jump in yeah. and ask a question of you for the people that may not know all this S&C jargon? What is a you, 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 No, well, okay, <laughs> that would, that's another question, but, you know, you use the word, you know, your main lift, your supplementaries, mm. your accessories for the audience that might not be around yeah, that lingo. Good question. good question. And I asked, and I did a little, you know, impromptu programming masterclass with a couple of the interns the other day and it's nice to re revisit some of that stuff because you kind of go, all right, well, what, as, what is actually important? And like in a nutshell, our my sessions and by extension our sessions because we do effectively a similar, similar structure, there's some sort of breath work to start off with which is the goal of that is to change the way your nerve system is behaving and maybe reduce reduce some stress or get yourself into the right headspace or or to uh, allow us more access to change how the rest of your body is behaving. Then there's the – we do some sort of um, self-massage to improve the way the tissue is behaving. Um, and then the, I guess, what we would call explosive or, uh, or technical part of the warm-up is either to – move fast or to move a particular way is to improve movement patterns or improve movement patterns done quickly or improve force production um, speed. A main lift would be your six main lifts. So your squat, your bench, your row, your deadlift, your overhead press or your chin up or variations of those. So we break them down into, I guess, a movement pattern. So um, lower body push, upper body push, um, lower body pull, up upper body pull, vertical push, vertical pull, etc. So we can break them down that way. Your supplementary lift are your like derivatives of those big six movements. Um, so if we're looking at a squat being a lower body push, your split squat, Bulgarian split squat is a single leg lower body push or a front squat is a derivative of a, of a, of a back squat. You could argue that they're both main lifts, but um, it's easy to get lost in the weeds of the semantics and then your accessory work is your you know, isometric work or your... Maybe, your pipes. Maybe, yeah. Isolated. Did I say isometric? I mean isolated. Mm. I got you. Is your, is your isolated single like single joint exercises. Um, that might be, for a, for, a t for a sport athlete, it might be f you know, improving a, an area that's not working well or it might be working on you know, just feeling good or it might be, um, you know, Improving a movement imbalance yeah. or something like that. Well, Laffer doing his Nordics and his Copenhagens. I hope you did your Nordics and your Copenhagens today, Laffer. And then the conditioning side is like the energy system development. It's it's building, which all exercises is energy system development, but it's building in capacity into your ability to um, show up consistently and, and perform at a high level 
um, repeatedly, which might be low slung distance, it might be um, you know anaerobic um, power stuff, it might be repeatability in like you know a football and netball scenario or something yeah. along those lines. So, so in a nutshell, yes. And which you're always going to sprinkle way. in last, so you're not. I guess yeah. fatigued for your max force, max velocity. Yeah, and your session, like your program over, over, like the whole program has a focus, um, but at the end of the day, each each session has a focus. So you might have a, a strength session with a conditioning bias. So it might be a main lift, a supplementary lift, and then you shift straight to conditioning. Or it might be, pardon me, movement prep into conditioning. Uh, it might be a conditioning-focused session. So... Um, yeah, program design is one of those things that you can talk about in 30 seconds or you can spend four hours nutting it out. And at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is that you're getting the person that you're coaching closer to where they want to be. As I'll, give you a, in the I'll give you a 10-second answer. It doesn't fucking matter yeah. as long as you can justify why <laughs> yeah. you picked it because what the three of us will do will be different. And I, it doesn't matter because we're going to get the same. I was just about to say, as I Mitch told me in the uh, internship, up. you can do whatever the fuck you want. You can. And you, as long as you yeah. move the needle. Yeah. Like this is programming in a nutshell. Like so Porky, if you love plyometrics, fucking do more plyometrics. Um what's, Perf- the, difference, what's Perf- the difference between a plyometric and a jump? So plyometric is a represented by a grand contact time less than point two seconds? Uh yeah, something like that. Yep. Good. Look at you go. Um good question, Porky. Anyone anything else to add for uh for programming? No, uh, I guess you can just compartmentalize it. You'll have it heavy effort days, you have dynamic efforts. <coughs> You don't have to just train the one thing on Bit the day. Bit of conjugate. Yeah, it doesn't have to mean you just train the one thing on the one day. It's Shout out to Louis Simmons little, for all the Little elements. Us. Probably not going to listen to it. <laughs> Huge listener. Probably doesn't even know what a fucking podcast is. He died, you know that, right? Yeah. yeah good. Ah. Okay. Not <laughs> good, but... <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. a, a podcast favourite, because he always puts some questions in. Um... Hey, boys. A couple of quick questions. Chicken. Um, what is... Your favourite thing about Virtus? Uh, oh, are we going to ask the second question as well? Or? No, we'll go one at a time. So, favourite thing yeah, about Virtus? Mine is the people. Full stop. It's just wonderful people. Like we are spoiled by the quality of people that that want to pay to spend time with us. In a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not work. It's good, good it's problem not, to have. It's not work. Turn to be a morning person, which is probably better. Yeah, good. But, uh, my answer is, of course, the people. Like that's yeah. that's why yeah. we're all here. But to yeah. provide something different, it it's a it's a place where for me or us as a coach, we can do whatever the hell we want, and we can play around with things so that we can trial error and then pick and choose what we want to pick depending on our contextual environment or our contextual person. It's a place that we can experiment with the things that we love. That for the most part, clients don't really give a shit about S and C as much as we give a shit about S and C. But we get to employ that to people who move the needle and they. Uh, adapt in a way that this is why they're coming here. Yeah. They're getting closer to where they want to be. For me, like it's the people. I, you know, I was bored as batshit the other night at home. I, I didn't have work. I'm like, I'll just go in and hang out. What am I doing with my life? I came in last and, night yeah. to train and good vibes, good people. What else am I going to do? It's a cult. Uh, the first part of or the the first part of that is cult and the second part is your <laughs> torture. Um, all right, next, next question. Good chicken. What's your favourite thing to do outside of Virtus? I've never heard him speak like this. Very pensive yeah. Yeah. question to ask you, isn't he? I feel like he's either just woken up from a, a nap or he's high as a kite. Either <laughs> other. I think he was just trying to be articulate. <laughs> <laughs> Takes a lot. So the air's a bit thin up there. After you, Tyler, I answered first last time. Um... So, what what's the question? Mean? Yeah, <laughs> I knew you were going to answer that. I knew you were going to. Outside of Virtus. <laughs> I don't, do much, I don't do much outside yeah. of Virtus these days anymore. As I said, I was at home, bored as batshit the other night. Yeah. D- don't know many people in the area. I've just moved here. So not get recently. Get around him, Tyler. So, some friends. So I just, uh, just popped my head into Virtus. How long are you going to use that excuse yeah, for? It's been yeah, it's, it's been, been a hot minute. You think I'd have some mates by now? <laughs> it's been a year. Uh, I like to spend my time catching up with friends and family in Geelong or Hamilton, go up to the city. I like to catch some live music. I uh, haven't gone to many AFL games this year due to my other footy commitments. Um, that's how I like to spend my time. Play a bit of tennis. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's ace. Kick Wace's ass. <laughs> <laughs> we'll ignore that. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, this might, you know, come as a shock to most people, but I actually really enjoy my other jobs as well. Work a little too much, accordingly. You reckon? The workaholic. No, but I, again, no one cares as much about SNC as what we do. 
but this place allows me to trial things that I go and take in other places and then I do some teaching, I do some online stuff, I do some, you know, athlete-based things. Um, so, like, I enjoy taking and being away from this environment but then taking the things from this environment to others and just, like, sprinkling that in. And pretty easy, obvious one is probably golf for me. Yeah, I'm going to start getting into golf. Yeah, you've well, been saying that for a year now too. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Virtus Golf Day, 11th of November. Get around it because it's been epic. It was um, going to be set up right now, but we're podcasting. It might be, it. might be set up by the time this podcast airs. So probably not. Oh, Sunday? Yeah, probably. Yeah, Sunday night. Um, my favorite thing is just hang out with the girls. Hang out with the girls, Banksy, KP. Um, yeah, outside outside of that, I'm a I like my own time. So whether it be like. You know, zoning out watching a movie or golf occasionally. I need to play more often. Can't wait to kick um, your ass on footy, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, you will. Um, footy <laughs> footy is obviously a big part of my life. Um, so we're coming to the pointy end of the season, which is exciting. Um, yeah, that's the uh, that's good stuff. Like probably my favourite thing, dinner and a movie. Just good food, good company. What's your choice of dinner? Movie. Oh, uh, it really depends where we're going um, and what I'm feeling, but... Oh, what would my go-to be? Mexican's probably my go-to. Good steak. Yeah. Yeah. Something a bit different. Um, anyway, I think I think there was three questions. Let's, let's find out. And a random one would be, what is a unpopular opinion of yours? Jeez. Oh, here we go. I, I spoke, know what I was going to say. I spoke about this on my... <laughs> veganism is dumb. <laughs> Thank you. That's a great Tyler impression. I spoke about mine being like right, recycling is dumb. But there's more context uh, on my podcast, so go listen. What are, what are your two? Yeah. So we've got <laughs> Go recycling's on, dumb, veganism's dumb. What's yours, Mitchell? I don't think I have like Why a big so global like controversial opinion. I have Can't lots have of little ones. Death. About <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that's morbid. I don't think I have a big global one. Like I just have little like controversial opinions about a lot of things. Yeah, Say okay. something that's going to piss some people off. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What I, I said something to Beck before. It was quite funny. You called her jazz. No, that, I called her a few things, but then I, <laughs> I can't remember what it was. Oh, she said, oh, I'll take it like this. I said, you can take it however the fuck you want. I'm still going to say it. <laughs> so, like, honesty is probably my most controversial opinion. It is the ability for me to be honest about how I feel about something. Obnoxious and honest. And then I yeah. think that's... Synonyms in this. That was in response to when you called her jazz and you said, I take that as a compliment. Yeah, yeah, he's right. Here's one. Life is meaningless. Yeah, is we're that not... Contra- is that controversial? Okay. Controversial opinion. We're not as important as we think we are. Move on. It's not really, yeah, good, good chicken. I think <laughs> not yeah, controversial. That's true. <laughs> Laugh his face goes. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's not what I want. You're on Are you okay, Dave? We need a celebrity cam. <laughs> <It's just laughs> like. I mean, it's the first time we've we've had a, had an audience, which is nice. Um, all right, let's roll through these questions. Some of them are like short, sharp, first answer. Don't think about it. Some of them are a little bit longer, more well thought out. And then we've got a bunch of a uh, bunch of ones that I'll read out from our uh, current crop of interns. If it's a good question, we might spend a little bit of time on it and actually unpack. You it. You guys can decide that. Because yeah. because some of them aren't, aren't high quality questions. If you were a plant, what plant would you be, and why? I see where this and is going. And there it is. I see where this is going. <laughs> oh, I, what, what kind of plant would you be? Uh, I don't know. Cactus. You'd, Didn't you hear? I fucking hate plants. You'd be a blackberry bush because you're obnoxious. Why well, is a blackberry bush un- obnoxious? <laughs> I just say obnoxious, obnoxious, because they spread and they, you know. I don't get it. Cactus. Cactus. Uh, a sunflower. Short and prickly. <laughs> that, that's, that's where I was going. <laughs> Sunflower, because you just bring joy to people. Yeah, and I like to stare and face the sun. <laughs> turn, turn and face the sun. I'd be an oak tree because I'm robust. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm so robust. This is off the you're road. You're falling right, apart. Next, next question. <laughs> if you could go to Mars, what would you take to leave your mark on Mars? I'd do a wee. <laughs> I... I knew one of you two were going to say that. I that's, find, actually, that's a good answer. Oh, God. I don't know. If I was going to live on Mars, it's going to take a big up, like blow up inflatable. Oh, hello. Just my head. <laughs> leave your how mark. Would, how would inflatables work in an environment like Mars where the atmosphere no, is... No, no, this is way too deep gravity. in contextual. No, no, we're not going down that. I am... Um, okay, I'll take a flag with my head on 
Well, I think <laughs> I that kind of question brings out the infiniteness of the universe and you can't leave your mark. It's not possible. Like Legacy doesn't exist. You know, no one remembers us two decades after, or two decades, two generations after we're gone. So, like, nothing. Just go and have fun because you want to go to Mars. I think you're reading too much into it. Maybe. Uh, can I just... What, was life. the moon landing real? Yeah, of course it was. Oh, don't start him. <laughs> don't start him. Nick this is... is oh, I told you, this is going to go for hours and it's already no, off it's the rails no, and we're, no, we're 20 minutes 25 in. minutes in. All right, next question. So, gentlemen, <laughs> outside of the gym, what do you reckon that the number one priority should be for your health? Good question. Do something you like doing. Marky boy. And if you don't fucking like it, don't do it. Drink three litres of water every single day. I Yeah, my answer is it depends on what you don't currently do. So, someone that doesn't drink much water and sleeps well and eats well, water is the, is the low-hanging <laughs> fruit. And... Uh, if you drink lots of water, have lots of sleep, but don't have fruit, low-hanging fruit is the low-hanging fruit. Clever. Um, whatever it is you're currently not doing, but the triangle of health, or health with an F. The triad. Health, the triad. The health triad is three layers of water, eight hours of sleep, and high-quality f- nutrition. I'm really starting to lean into stress too. I Maybe it's a box. I, I would make that a quadrant. Maybe it's a hexagon because there's like there's training, movement, and and uh, stress, stress modulation. We can make a mind Moderation. map. I said the wrong word. Yeah. Maybe it's a mind um, map. So yeah. welcome to the Virtus hexagon of health. Chronic chronic stress is pretty fucked, as I've uh, as I've found out. Is I might, might do a stress modulation. Pentagon podcast. is five. Hexagon yeah. six. What Pent- needs to interact? Uh, now speaking of the funny. Pentagon. Yeah. <laughs> did, was did Bush do 9/11? <laughs> oh Jesus. Jet, what jet, is happening? Jet fuel cannot <laughs> melt, melt steam steel beams, but it can impact the structural integrity. So yeah, it's a conversation yeah. for another day, I think. I'm but tapping out of that one. Th- these are all little <laughs> conversations me and Matt had earlier. <laughs> Actually, you spoke about that? Yeah. Oh, well, at least we know what a pentagon and a hexagon are now. Um, yeah, I think we <laughs> answered Mark's question. Okay, so the muscle pain that I felt yesterday after the goblet squats, does that mean muscle growth and should I chase it every day? This is a great question. No accents allowed, Tyler. (laughs) Is that Shaney Hodson? (laughs) (laughs) That was a great question um, because, yeah, walked in, asked that question, said I'm super sore. This is what so many of my trainers in the past have said that this is what we need, this is what we want to chase. So. I'll, uh, I could bang on eight hours about this, but you guys... Context, our monthly challenge is max goblet squats in two minutes at 20% body weight. That's the, the quad feeling for context. And anything on top of that? No, you go. You look like you loaded up. Um, so I, I used to be in this frame of mind. I think a lot of coaches are in this frame of mind, like, you know, soreness is bad. We shouldn't be chasing soreness. But, like, there are certain goals where it is okay to be a little bit sore. And that, that means, you know, your muscles are a little bit damaged and then we're going to, it's enough of a stimulus to hopefully promote a bit of muscle protein synthesis and you're going to eat and you're going to sleep and you're going to drink water and you're going to, everything's going to be okay and you'll heal and you'll get better and stronger. So, yeah, I don't think we need to chase soreness every single session and so that it's impossible to back it up and get into the gym and do good things. But I don't think a bit of soreness is the worst thing in the world, no. I liken it to banging your head against the wall. <laughs> After a period of time, it's going to hurt less, but is it still good for you? Probably not. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Uh, I look at it slightly in a different way than that. It's I look simple. At, I, like, like I look at two things, right? Like I look at repeatability. Like that is, you know, like we talk about consistency and showing up and all that kind of stuff. And in a nutshell, that is repeatability. It's your ability to show up, train, you know, create a stimulus adapt to that stimulus and repeat over and over and over again. The more repeatable something is, and obviously we want to increase certain parameters around that repeatability to um, to increase the challenge as we adapt. But if we if that soreness impacts your ability to show up to the gym and train the next day or to, to do this amount of sessions in the week that you want to do, then it's going to take you backwards. It's not going to make you better. It's like um, yeah, a, a hip thrusts versus... RDL sort of approach for like growing your glutes, like yeah, like RDLs may be better or conventional deadlifts because you're getting greater length through the glutes compared to a hip thrust where it's in this like ultra shortened position. But hip thrust, it's going to be more repeatable. You could you could yeah. train hip thrust four or five times a week. And what do you like doing? And what are you more likely going to show up to the gym and do? Yeah, for for majority of people and majority of athletes, 
I think fall into this category. It's like, what do you like doing? What's what's fun? What's going to help you help you show up and help you do it? So like, we all understand how general adaptation syndrome works. For those that don't, gas. Google it. Gas. I might actually do a video on it because that was my answer to Shaney talking about um, stimulus or stress and and then the. Um, the alarm phase and super compensation and compensation super compensation phase and then our, our, how adaptation works and I like looking at that if we look at that graph if we understand how that graph is um, maybe if our uh, maybe if Beck learns how to chuck a photo in a podcast we can whack it up just here it's probably not gonna happen um, we'll provide a crash course <laughs> now that she knows what a crash course is <laughs> yeah, we didn't know what a crash course was before what's a crash ba- course basically we want to see stimulus compensation adaptation repeat yeah we want to grow our capacity through that process and soreness can diminish that process or can stop that process from occurring and can lead to injury illness etc if we're continually adding stimulus adding stimulus without the recovery phase so that's a good question good from Shani. Shani. <laughs> What's a goal you have for yourself for the next five years? Make bank. Make bank. Good. Good Good goal. What does it look like? Me just diving into a a pool pool of money. money. (laughs) Um, No. Uncle Scrooge style? (laughs) That's that's what I was getting to. Mm. Um, No. No, but yes. Um, What does it look like? Don't know. Figure it out. Yeah. We're working We're working on that. Mitchell? Don't know. Yeah, honestly, I have no idea. It's not a bad place to be. Take as it comes. It's generally how I approach most things, to be honest. Yeah. I, um, I don't have any... I mean, I have long-term goals, but that's not a... I don't need it in five years. I don't need it in 20 years. Yeah. It's, hey, this sounds like a good idea. Do I want it in five years? I don't know. Yeah. I'd like a Bunnings-sized gym, but a Bunnings-sized <laughs> gym costs $18 million to buy the gym. So, <laughs> it certainly know. does. Yeah. It's mine. Mine's, mine's I'd like to go back to America for three months. That's happening. Well, yeah. Just uh, not May next year. I'd like to travel. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Following you, don't worry. Good. uh, If uh, any coaches are listening and you want to coach at Pertus, touch base. We're firing, Tyler. Potentially. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ah, Felicia. Mine are to not not fuck up parenting as one. Uh, Two, not fuck up this place. Keep it growing and rolling and doing good things like we currently are. Um, Win more flags at footy. And ba- like basically, my goals are all centered around like spending as much time as with the girls over the next four or five years. Um, we spoke about it in my podcast, but I want to maximize the time we s- I spend before they go off to school and um, you know high school and get jobs. Just they're getting on, oh, mate. It just to like pit, like one of the things I always remember a coach saying like when I first started playing VFL footy was like like make the most of this because it will go quicker than you realize and like. You know, when you're young, you go, yeah, and I've got plenty of time. And now I'm 30 and going, well, far out, life happens quick. And same thing can be said with the kids. Like, Lucy's almost three, Billy's one. Like, it feels like yesterday I found out they were pregnant. So, found out they pregnant. were. Found out KP was pregnant with. It's Lucy. Fucked up. Um, <laughs> Emotional, damn it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I like it. Just kind of so quick. Like, I don't know. Can we talk about the concept of time for a bit, or do we not yep. want to dive down? Oh god, I just think time is batshit crazy. the The fact that, like, time is relative, which we, which most of us would understand. You understand the theory of re- relativity, yeah? Yes, yeah. I do. <laughs> but just for those playing at home, but like, the thing that fascinates me about time is, as you get older, each year feels like it goes quicker, right? Because relatively speaking, it's a smaller part of your life. So, like, when you when you're ten, a year feels like an infinite amount of time, well, not infinite, but it feels like an infinite amount of time because it's 10% of your life. Whereas when you're, when you're 50, someone do some quick maths for me, a year of your life is 2% oh, a 50th? of your life. I think it's actually a two. I said two. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think Smart, you're right. Smart, quick yeah. maths. Um, or you thought of the answer before you asked the question, like a maturation. While I was saying it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> maturation. Oh, Mitch has got some gripes about teaching at uni. I don't um, have any actually. But I think that, like that, that in a nutshell fa- is fascinating, I think. So, um, yeah, like life move, genuinely moves faster the closer you get to the end of it. So let's you know, not spend time. Let's spend time doing the shit we love with people that we love rather than uh, wasting it with shit that's unimportant. Good question, KP. Dream piece of equipment for Virtus. 
Here we go. Um, I would like a cable machine. Yeah, uh, me too. Yeah, me too. Find, find me one. You can get a little one. You put in the corner. Do you want a corner one or do you want like a double one? Yeah. I want to get back to my jet stays, just fucking doing flies. Like, yeah. Like I got practice. We got better. I got a better idea. Yeah. Go yeah. On. The cable machines with like single stacked ones, and you can line them up. I'll show you later. Oh yeah. They're good. I'm not against getting a cable machine for the gym. Space, consider it. <coughs> what I'm if if you remember space. listening and you want a cable machine for the gym, just pump the uh, Virtus inbox on Instagram. Yeah, so what we found out is you need to ask Lockie 800 times before he does something. So Yeah, and then one day I'll think about it He'll as it will be my idea. And oh, yeah, it. we knew that. <laughs> we knew that. We knew this is how it works. Like, I'm, you know, I, uh, just got to plant the seed, let it grow a little bit. I and, think then and this is something for like talking about your finance stuff. It's like scarcity mindset versus versus growth mindset. It's like... I always like early on in business it was very much like we've got to save our shekels in case we need it on a rainy day but what I've found especially over the last few years is and there is obviously a limit to this there is diminishing returns but the more money you spend the more money that comes in because you create space and you make it make things better and you know whatever you put it like us spending money on the on the what do we spend money on lately the ice bath for example like you know hasn't paid itself back yet but that using that space creates you know 40 square metres well, worth of extra goodness for us to... I mean, we had a school group in. in the other day and one of the teachers <coughs> poked their head outside and then saw the ice bath and they booked in recovery <coughs> yeah, sessions. You're welcome. <laughs> Worded them up, don't yeah. worry. So, like, these are the kind of things that, you know, for anyone running a business or anyone, like, trying to achieve things like Tyler's trying to achieve or trying to grow areas, like, don't be afraid to spend money because, you know, the whole you got to spend money to make money thing is a cliche. But as we know, cliches are cliches for a reason, so let's carry on with our lives. Glitchies. Glitchies. <laughs> Yeah, good. Uh, anything else? Anything else you want? What are your dream pieces of equipment? Surely there can't be a cable um, machine too. No, nah, cable machine would be up there. I I actually, I don't know, my things aren't equipment, the things I want to do to the gym. Like I want to redo the yeah. floors. I want to reno the bathrooms. Um, I would love a giant screen on, on the wall of upstairs, this side. Um, I know we don't need it, but I wouldn't like it. So... Um, yeah, there's no dream piece of equipment, I don't think. Like, thinking next year maybe is the year that we build a Virtus Allied Health slash medical centre. Like, I'd love a doctor a day a week, like a GP for, you know, members to actually have a relationship with rather than just going to a GP to, you know, ask for a prescription or something. I'd love a psych a couple of days a week, you know. Talking through the potential options of, like, now that we've got multiple rooms of how we could build a space that is actually all-encompassing like we set out to do six years ago. Like, that's the um, that's the stuff that excites me rather than, you know, hip thrust machine or a, a belt squat or, or something like that. And obviously, I love yeah. floor space, so nothing that takes up too much floor space. Timing gates, force plate, enviro chamber. Yeah. Enviro chamber? Yeah, like hot cold. For like, workout hot cold. Mm. Or, like, even, like, a hard barrack. Because... <coughs> Who has that? Oh, yeah, true. Um, yeah, I mean the timing, the testing, all the testing equipment is something that you know will happen sometime in the next three to forty months. Next question. <laughs> Might not be. If the Olympics <laughs> were to only consist of one event or sport, what would it be and why? There's two two parts to this question, so we'll ask, answer this one first. Is that Tom Panic? Panic? Um, the, uh, I had this conversation with him yesterday. Decathlon. A little dabble of everything. Track and oh, field. Oh. Track and field. Yeah. But what? Yeah. But, but what, what particular sport? Like, oh, sorry. What he did say, sport there. What? What, what event? event? I was being generously and said track and field. Mm. Got to be fast. Got to be strong. Got to be powerful. What's the, What's the yeah, Olympic motto? Four hundred meter hurdles is probably the hardest event you'll ever do. So. Yeah. What is actually? What is the Olympic motto? I actually don't know. <laughs> Ultima Semper. I just like. Breaks <laughs> 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 an eye. Twitchy. Twitchy. <laughs> <laughs> So the the Olympic model model, model. motto is Citius Altius Fortius, which means faster, higher, stronger. stronger. So I look faster, at that quick, run four hundred meters higher, jump over higher, stronger, don't fall over. Is there an event that does all three things? Well, decathlon, but that's decathlon. taking yeah, but that's yeah. for going even further. You can't just pick decathlon. Yeah, but it doesn't su- it, yeah. it doesn't in such like a structured like structured way, and being a human isn't structured, and being a human isn't it's chaotic and it's yeah. And it's random, random. So I look at, like, the event I think for that is, like, all right, what do, did early humans need to, to survive, right? They needed 
ability to utilize tools they needed the ability to connect with other humans and they needed the ability to run long distances to hunt what's an event that has all three of those things is there anything is there a team decathlon what's the uh 400 meter relay (laughs) hurdles relay i don't know i think i think track and field is the answer because you know there's teamwork involved there's you've got to express all these technical tactical all these patterns that that you know make us human throwing running jumping they are what, yeah. They are what make us human. What question. sport? I got an additional question. What sport would you add to the Olympics that's not currently in it? Uh, I think all real sports are in the Olympics. Sorry, KP. No, netball should probably be in Olympics. But there's I'm only like four countries to play it, so I think that's the. Yeah. Like, I think it, if every like, sport played every country, what would you include? Every country played every sport. Oh, uh, footy. I think I said it the other way. I mean yeah. AFL. AFL. <laughs> like how? Like the last finals week last week was. Phenomenal. Yeah, Some but from a physiological football. point of view, it is the hardest sport in the world. Um, What's another sport that has <clears throat> the demands of covering ten to fifteen k, yeah. running at thirty k an hour with contact into people yep. with a ball? With yeah, I, it doesn't like, exist. I get it. No, it doesn't. Uh, so. I think episode like 70 something of the podcast, Pulsey and I did like, what's the best sport in the world? <laughs> and we ended up with athletics versus gymnastics and we picked gymnastics for some stupid reason because like now my answer would be track and field. Yeah. But it misses that hand-eye coordination and, and uh, reactive, what's reactive part of the game that, you know, you run a 400, yes, there. Oh, sorry, an 800, yes, there's jostling and then stuff, but there's not that reactive ability that you need for football, netball, team-based field sports. Yeah, um, I, I just, from a physiological point of view, I think AFL is the hardest sport in the world. It's yeah, not yeah. comparable to anything. And it has... I mean, what's all harder, running, playing a game of football or running a marathon? Like, running a marathon's harder. Physically. Maybe. Maybe. But if we're talking about a complete general sport that has elements of everything, in a marathon, do you have contact? Do you have to react to a stimulus? No. no you're going to not fall over. No, no, that's true. It's overhead, it's on the ground, it's multi-directional, it's long distance, it's speed, it's contact, mm. it's decision-making. I mean, it's, it's a good answer. I don't think there's any... Yeah. Like, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone that maybe would have a sport that would come up against it, but maybe wouldn't go be a clear winner. Variant to the last question. What event represents the Olympics most and why is it different to the last answer? Well, I think the first answer would be the sport and the second answer would be the event. So, like, decathlon would be the yeah. the one because it's higher, yeah. better, faster, which is the motto. Yeah. Altius, Sitius. Fortius. Fortius. Optimus Semper. Fortius in Fide. Dream <laughs> piece of equipment. No, I did that one. Uh, all right. Good. Good. What question would you guys like to ask the Virtus family while, while I get the uh, interns oh. ones up? Oh, look at me. I've got nothing either. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, all right. Uh, I've done Tommy's one. Beck, best advice for gaining confidence in yourself, specifically career job related, when you don't have a lot of experience? Think about the person that you want to be or someone that you admire in your field and take actions that resemble that person and that ultimate goal. We should put that on our wall. Yeah. It's good. Like, it's a bit of an identity shift, isn't it? Step into a new, step into that different identity. Yeah, I think it's do yeah. shit that makes you uncomfortable. Good answer, Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, it's a very similar answer. Just go ahead first and yeah. work it out. Problem solved. Yeah, I think I think that that's, f- that's the one. It's just do things. You'll fuck it up and you'll yeah. be shit, but that's okay. You'll refine and you'll get a little less shit over time. And you don't know unless you do. Check out Mel Real from uh, earlier this week. It's just. Life is about setting goals, fucking up, figuring out what you need to do better, setting more goals, repeat. Of course she walks out of the room when we answer her question. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, yeah, I think I think it's all around just try things and, and f- know that you're going to fail and, and have a crack at stuff. Like um, Beck's doing a bit of a business men- marketing mentorship at the moment and you know I've been intentionally giving her things to do that I know she doesn't have the, didn't have the capacity yeah. to do. And, you know... <laughs> She's been leaning on us to, to learn the answers. She's been leaning on Google, leaning on YouTube. And like, what's the quote? It's like every problem on earth has a solution. If you don't ask for help, then you're not going to get any. I mean, adaptation is task specific. You're going to get better at something, you're going to do that. 
you want to get better at public speaking, go public speak. Doesn't mean you can't be shit at it. It's like the that's people. That's how you learn. It's like the people on the gym floor that say, "I hate bench press. I'm so shit at it." Do more oh, bench. Do more hey, bench press. Hey, hey, Mitch. I hate running. How do I get better? Go running. You hate running because <laughs> you suck at running. So start somewhere. Specific adaptation to impose demands. Put that on a t-shirt. Said. That's what I said. Uh, how does mindfulness play a role in movement? It comes back to breath, I think. Being yeah. aware of the space that you're currently in and what state you currently feel like you're in. I think that that, word, that word awareness is like yeah. number one. If you're if you're aware of and you understand the intricacies of how your body moves and how your body feels and things like that, and you know, we obviously have certain movements that if you put yourselves in positions, it can tell you. Like you can ask your body, hey. What am I feeling? Because you stand there, you're like, yeah, I'm feeling fine. But you put yourself in a pretzel, put yourself in a world's greatest, or put yourself in the bottom of a squat, and you can go, okay, well, you know, I'm not as aware as I need to. So I think mindfulness is about building awareness, cultivating awareness into where you're at, what you need, how you feel. No one knows you like you know you. It's a good, good quote. I don't know what your hamstring feels like right now. You do. True. I can make an but, educated and, guess and I, on and some. Yeah, and I think, and but we we can do screens to go. Yeah. Hey, well, this is why. And I think the the awareness come the, the the learning is figuring out. Okay, what does it like being able to articulate what it feels, what what you're feeling, sorry, and how it feels. Yeah. All right. This is from. Uh, Those good questions, Beck. Oh, I just got one more. Um, you walked out when we were, you know, ask, answering the big one. So you have to watch back and make a reel of it. Um, Favourite qualities about each other? No, I fucking hate these guys. <laughs> Sorry, I hate my. T- I hate me too. So oh. <laughs> Tyler can go first. Oh, oh why did you pump us up? Why did you do that to me? Um, well, I guess... Oh, fuck. Put me on the spot. Uh, Just look him in the eyes. <laughs> and tell him how much you love him. Mitchell. <laughs> Vulnerability is strength, Tyler. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I first started the internship, Mitchell, was late 2020, Mitchell uh, took me under my wing and then I was about unsure about sort of asking you for a job here and Mitch just like, just kept giving me little nudges like, asking for a job. Seemed to work job. out pretty good to me, didn't it? So he, he saw the, he saw the uh, capability and potential in me and sort of gave me that nudge. So if he never gave me that nudge and I don't know if he gave you a nudge or not, but if he never did the groundwork, I wouldn't be here right now and... In the best job I've ever been in my life. Oh. In the best position I've ever been in my life. It's good stuff. And I uh, guess yourself, um, throughout the internship when, you know, because I'm not from the peninsula, I'm from a long, long way away. Wait, land, really? From a, la- <laughs> from a land of very no way. long way away. <laughs> Shit, having a day. Um, Locks looked after me with a place to rest my head. Um, Just here. Of, yeah. <laughs> when I've had car troubles and house troubles and fucking financial troubles every other troubles under the sun throughout lockdown he's always just like gone above and beyond to sort of help me out and sort do. of make sure that I don't die <laughs> good from you Mitchell yeah. <laughs> you're very morbid it's <laughs> <laughs> okay. back to just life's over I mean, <laughs> we're <running. laughs> it will be at some point so. you live or you die yeah, that's my point well for Lockie like you gave me a start in all of this so nothing that I do now would have been possible if I didn't start here which I guess comes from you know what 2016 yeah so like six years of being a part of an environment that you bring people together but then allow us to do what we want to do so that's again what i appreciate out of you and just like your ability to uh, like no moments know when you need something know when you don't um and that goes for coaches clients like anyone that's in your current space um so i guess i guess it's come back to like being aware um you know, like you as a person are very self-aware but also like for us like aware of what we need like sometimes don't fucking come near me don't touch me and other times you're okay this is okay I get cuddled twice a year it's yeah. good yeah and twice once on birthdays and one on a rainy day mm. yeah. and then for Tyler I guess like again coming back to like your self-awareness of like what you need or what you want is like a not necessarily a clear direction and a path but like a, a cobblestone road to where you want to go like it's not necessarily a concrete one way street it's a I'm going to take this when I need this. I'm going to take that when I need that. It's a, more of a, you know what you want without really knowing what you want. And I, I appreciate that because it's seeing you grow and develop from the country kid from two years ago to now. <laughs> like, like in fairness, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't be sitting. Ages. Yeah, exactly. You can take the boy out of Hamilton, but you can't take the Hamilton <laughs> out of the boy. Like you wouldn't be sitting here if you weren't conscious of what you wanted. I guess like your ability to like pull triggers on the things you want. 
like to move four hours away. It's you know it's a big thing. Yeah. See yeah, what that wasn't that hard. Warm and fuzzy. How yeah, good. Um, like my you guys re- you guys reflect. My, <laughs> Don't start my, crying. You guys reflect my values <laughs> a lot, and that's I think that's why. Oh, you're no. Such an important <laughs> part of this. We've lost up. him. <laughs> Crying is not a sign of weakness. Strong sign you've been strong for too long. Um, yeah, it's just your consistency and your work ethic and your loyalty and your capacity to show up um, regardless of what's going on. You fucking work too much and don't look after yourself enough. But uh, incorrect. Go, I do now. You go through you go through stages of of you know leaning back into yourself, which is I think massive and um, golf helps so play more golf you're a better person when you're playing golf it'd be nice wouldn't it <laughs> um, and Tyler like same, same with Mitch with you I and the reason why I'm so keen to do all those things for you is because you put yourself out there to one be a part of our community and to move four hours um, like in our society it's not something that happens all that often people don't usually just uproot their life and move like most people grow up and live and, and you know die if we're being morbid in the same area so I think you being able to go I want to live on the peninsula this is a place I want to be you know you obviously connected with Virtus and our values and what we did I remember I tried to get your job at another gym you were just like I fucking can't do it I'll like you know do whatever you need me to do in the meantime so is that public knowledge that <coughs> like that yeah that public knowledge uh, oh not spoken about it before, the but specifics nah nah okay shit gym then <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you didn't no, I'll say it. no it's, it's just like it was a g- it's a gym that doesn't didn't align with your values and like you know the way you articulated it to me was just like I can't do that anymore like I respected you more for that than I would have if you took the job and then tried to get a job here afterwards but um, yeah you're just hungry to improve and grow and you make the world a better place and you make our world a better place so uh, that's enough of that we both forced ourselves into jobs yeah, yeah. which is, but like there's the like there's the advice to anyone who's not currently in a job that they love is like seek out people that are either doing it or doing something similar to what you want and find a way to to like wedge yourself into their world or to create your own version of their world where you get to do things the way you want to do them. Um, I think it's like everyone is making shit up. Like the world exists because other people decided to make things the way they were. So you all, like you all, we all have the capacity to build and and mold and change and adapt our lives based on the framework that have of people before us have built. So, um, if you're not doing a job you love, or if you're not spending time with people you enjoy spending time with, or you're not, you know, in environments that make you better, find it, change it. You're in charge because we're gonna die at some point apparently. So anyway. All right, this is, a, this is a discussion point we could talk about for 20 minutes, so I want a 30-second uh, version for all for I tried that before, and then you started talking about time or something. <laughs> if you don't like it, don't fucking do it. And then you went on some ramble. I mean, does time exist, or is time made up? Here we go. No, let's not talk about it. We're 53 minutes in. Speaking of time existing, right now we're, we're leaning on the framework of time that we currently <coughs> abide by. You've already wasted 30 seconds. We could have been done. Should the AFL... This is from Ollie. Uh, his start should yes. the AFL be structured like the EPL which teams with teams able to be promoted and relegated to lower levels so Franks and YC will go to the AFL get North Melbourne will come down to the MPNFL <laughs> get pumped by Red Hill <laughs> the Hillman ideal world yes current world no yeah that that's a hundreds of years away I think it's a money and population problem yeah I think it's a facilities problem no, because if the money's there, the facilities will come. That's what I was going to say. The facilities problem is a money problem, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Which is ultimately driven by a population problem of having 25 I mean, you stick, people. I mean, you stick Franks and Dolphins in the AFL right now. Probably going to struggle. You end <laughs> up with this revolving circle of the same three teams go up and down in its yeah. current state, which you don't necessarily get with the EPL. So that was the question, because I don't follow it. What's yeah. the, like, do most teams that get relegated get promoted a couple of years later? Kind of. Kind of, yeah. If, like with the EPL, it's more, it's like player dependent yeah. or owner dependent, to be honest. Yeah. It's how so much money your owners have. Chuck, yeah. yeah. So it's money, yeah, it's a money thing. Yeah. So like there's a team that's been promoted, <coughs> I think it's the, the second division. They might be in Nottingham Forest. Still have spent millions of dollars this and they've started the season pretty well, but, you know, three years ago they're in Div 3. Like yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Has anyone watched uh, Wrexham United on uh, Disney? Yes. Ryan Reynolds and uh, Rob. 
something from Always Sunny bought no. a team from Wales that's like they, they're trying to restore it to its former glory. No. I watched like the first two episodes, it's been great. Um, I, I look at like state fo- how so the AFL is obviously the governing body. I look at how state footies run in different states. Like Laff has spent time in w- the Waffle and and um, 30 seconds, yeah. Um, <laughs> this the Waffle and the Sandflow, I think, are run br- brilliantly. The VFL is obviously you know pillaged because of the AFL, VFL turned turn into the AFL and the VFA kind of you know, ceased to exist in the way it did. Um, I think there should be a national competition and then a twos competition um, and then a thirdly to that, which not going to work because of money, thirdly a national competition that has no affiliation to AFL clubs. Um, so each AFL club has a seconds that run the seconds comp like they used to do and then they have a, an 18 team national comp and then the lower rung behind that is um, like local footy and local footy should be you know, no one wants to travel eight hours for for local footy this is a, this is part of the problem but you could regionalize it <coughs> so that there's div one two three four five it's a in cultural like the four thing. different regions it's more right? of a cultural thing too yeah like, like, I, like from an australian <coughs> culture point of view like most people don't want to travel eight hours, but you go to America, they're going to college games 10 hours away in a bus, <laughs> yeah. living the best dreams. So yeah, that's true. So I it could be something culture as well. built in. Yeah. Um, all right, next question. Discussion point. Uh, this is from Ollie as well. The importance of strength training, health, fitness for gen pop over 50 years individuals. So you don't die. <laughs> <laughs> There's a theme for today's podcast. <laughs> you want to tell us? <laughs> I mean, like... I'm just- Nah. In a nutshell, it's true. There. Like two two risk factors to early death. I think I've spoken about this on the podcast mm-hmm. before, but if anyone hasn't heard it, um, and this is a real for you, Beck, two factors to early death are low foot low foot speed, so foot speed diminishing as you get older, and lower body strength. So basically, we trip a couple of times a day. If you if for everyone watching who's sitting at home, pay attention to when you like knock something with your toe or like have an extra step or trip over. You'll do it a couple of times a day without realizing. What happens when we're young and capable is you land you have the foot strength, foot speed to catch yourself and the f- and the lower body strength to catch yourself so that you don't fall over when we're older we eventually get to a point where those things diminish and we fall over and we break a hip or we break a break a shoulder or break an arm or something along those lines and when that happens it's the start of the end can be the start of the end if we don't rehab and recover properly because as we get older, our desire to move and exercise and build lower body strength and build foot speed diminishes as well. So we end up finding ourselves in a point where we're, we get weaker and older and this repeats to a point when we're to a point where we're unable to get off the, off the couch and we're frail and we're able to walk us. and and things like that. So strength training is almost the most important anti-aging um, implement that you can you know invest in um, but also just movement it doesn't have to be in a gym it can be you know doing things at activities of daily life more often or not that's what's going to improve the quality of life more so than just training in the gym but yeah I think any any everyone and we talk about losing it if you don't use it you lose it like everyone should be getting super strong in their 20s so that they can maintain it in the 30s and 40s and then continue to build on what the, the foundations that they've produced in their you know fifties and sixties and hopefully it allows us to live to two three hundred years old. Good. Good. You guys think anything to add? Nothing more for me. Good. Uh-huh. All right, Meg. Importance of mental health in sport. It is something that is often overlooked in elite sports. Do you think it was fair? Oh, here we go. Big question. Sorry. Um, it is is it something that is often overlooked in elite sports? I think we're getting better to answer that question. Do you think it was fair that Naomi Osaka was fined for not attending the press conference to preserve her mental health? Depends. What other ways could we could they have gone about this? Where do we draw the line between human and professional athlete? Externally, no. Internally, yes. So from an internal point of view in sport, mental health is well, well, well and truly much better looked off, looked after Sorry, than what it had been. Externally, there's still a breakdown that people don't understand. The Naomi Osaka thing, like, absolutely 100% agree. But if she signed something or a contract point of view that she has to do this as part of her contract, then you're liable for that because you've agreed to that. <coughs> if you know that potentially mental health is something, and especially if you have poor performance or something like that, obviously we don't want to go and talk to people about it. But there needs to be a contextual agreement that if you are Naomi Osaka and you have signed a contract, that needs to be a part of your contract saying, I only do X amount instead of depending on this X, Y, Z. 
But for me, if you agree to something, you need to follow through with that. And I don't know the background information of that, but that's my opinion on that. From a sport performance athlete point of view, mental health is much better, better being looked after in the inner circles. Yeah. Externally, there's still lots of external pressure and so many 50-year-old white guys that live in Bundaberg oh. that don't understand most things. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that's kind of my opinion on that. Yeah. The, yeah. Me- the media will be all like, you know, let's, media- let's look after mental health, but then they'll and go then- on a witch hunt of a coach until they get sacked and then they'll celebrate and sit around and drink. And- it, it, is, it is interesting. It's like, yeah, I don't, like, I don't want to spend too long on it because it's... Um, it's a big topic, but I think that, like, the outrage machine that the media is, like, it drives clicks through outrage and, you know, there'll be, you know, uh, my boy Jackie G- Ginevan will be, like, you know, lambasted all year for being him and for, you know, being a ripper footballer and then he'll come out and say, like, this is really affecting my mental health. There'll be a lull for three days and then, you know, old mate Dangerfield will come out and rip into him publicly for doing something that Dangerfield did in the same game. So it's like... And, and the, the media give it airtime. So I think it's the kind of thing where we are human first, athlete second, but at the end of the day, when being an athlete is your job, like Mitch said, you have obligations to to be that person. But I think, um, yeah, I think understanding, understanding the person first, which is hard in elite sport and in media, needs to, needs to be front of mind always. Um, what and who shall help shape your coaching philosophy? My answer is simple. It's every member I've coached, um, every coach I've read off, but mostly just coaching. Like the more time I spend coaching, the more my philosophy gets shaped and the principles around it grow and and be um, solidified. Similar answer. And then, then just other coaches that I look up to and admire and I feel that they're worth investing in for me to sort of learn a little bit off. It's one of those questions I'm glad is becoming less common <laughs> because like when I talk about philosophies or values or whatever, you know, your product, your environment. So it's the, I've been around for 25 everything. years. It's everything. That yeah. I, I was going to go down that path yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. It's the books you read. It's the podcast you listen yeah. to. It's the people you coach and all those kind of things. Ah, can't win them all. Um, we'll just put a photo of Mitch doing this for the last 10 minutes. Um, all right. Finish off. Tips, techniques, processes you've used to improve focus, concentration on a task. Can be within sport or something else like working on a project or studying for an exam. Blue brain, red brain. Go on. And awareness. So we use a concept at the Saints from our uh, psych, mental mental health guy, well-being. It's a concept that the boys employ and we uh, as the AFLW do as well. Blue brain is being consciously aware of your environment and actively thinking problem solving processing red brain is the other side of that is off with the fairies not currently in the moment it's a trigger word for us to go if let's say i don't know we go on a team kicks five goals on us it's like okay what are we actually doing like we're probably not processing things we're probably not thinking the reason they're on the five goal roll is because we're in red brain or if we're in a meeting and someone's talking or something like that it's blue brain we're concentrating so for me that's I like to simplify it down to that, and I use that for a lot of... The men's team spent the whole year in red brain. <laughs> just got as far as fucking you did, mate. <laughs> Almost. Just have just as much success. Absolutely none. A week further. Um, 13 flags. This year, you said. Don't start that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's good. That's, a good, that's a really good answer. Like, I think of... So there's a law called Parkinson's Law, which basically, like... Um, things will expand or contract based off how much space or time you give them. So, for example, when they add three lanes to the Monash, the, the congestion doesn't get any better because more people use the Monash because there's more lanes available. Same thing happens for the work we have to do. If we give ourselves, we've got five weeks to finish a, a project, it'll take us five weeks. So what we can do to improve that factor is we get really clear on our framework for, all right, what's our timeline? When are we going to do this thing? When are we going to complete it? What's it going to look like? And we do that in the planning stage so that we can execute it the way we need to so that, you know, rather than giving ourselves five weeks, do it do it in a week um, and then submit it, submit it you know, early so that you can get it done if it's going to take a week. None of us did that at uni though. No. I still don't do that. <laughs> it's something you don't learn deadlines. until 15 years later no. and, or 10 years later. But it's when just, you're like, it's coming back to consciousness. It's being in the moment. <laughs> if yeah. something is not pressure from a time point of view, like, oh, I've got time. Okay, alternatively, you can just get it done and still have extra time to do the things you want to do. Yeah, and if you don't know that it exists, the Eisenhower Matrix is a brilliant 
way to figure out what task you actually need to put in. It's um, it's a four square matrix, uh, urgency, importance. Um, you figure out what's urgent and important, do that first. What's urgent but not important, delegate it. What's uh, not urgent, not important, get rid of it. And what's whatever the other one is, um, yeah, you add it to your to-do list and get it done at some stage. Where, where oh, Not urgent and important, you do it some stage later. You plan it out. But I think planning and awareness are the two. Um, lads, good job. Job done. Been an absolute bloody pleasure. Any more? If, if you guys like this, play on. I know I'm pointing to the camera, but the camera's not working anymore. So, um, you know, Beck's got got to learn how to how to add this on top of it, uh, add some pictures on top of it. But we'll figure it out. Um, good from you. Good from you both. Uh, I like this. We might do another one again in yeah. five six weeks. Like the good day button for me. Oh God. Have a good day.